Rose Hello. is literally in here all the time. So. Yes, Rose is here. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Another Ramblings Podcast. I'm your host, Zoe or Zero, whichever you prefer. And today I'm going to be interviewing my mom. Mom, say hello. Hello. Um, so, first up on the docket, we've got a bunch of questions. Just going to go through them as we go. Um, we've got a cat here. Her name is Rose. She's a sweetheart. We love her, even though she's a bitch sometimes. But <laughs> She's the queen. She's the queen bee. She's the queen bee of the house. And she knows it, so she treats everyone like it. But my first question for you is, what do you remember about the house you lived in as a kid? Well, it's still the house that my parents live in. Um, we lived there our entire lives as kids. But um, I remember that it only has one bathroom, and there were five of us in the house. And so your Uncle Jeff would often go into the front yard to piss behind the hedge. I don't know why he wouldn't go in the backyard, which would have been a little more private. No, he would just just whip it out in the front yard and piss because <laughs> there were three women in the family and one bathroom and we all took too long according to him well that's certainly a personal choice <laughs> <laughs> you clearly have no shame whatsoever i think it runs in the family yeah. what did you have as a kid that kids nowadays don't have um we had a black and white tv for a really, really long time. I don't doubt that with grandma being the way that she is. We, well, we didn't have a ton of money as as when we were kids. And um, it wasn't until grandma started cleaning houses and she worked for uh, a woman named Mrs. Rock. And Mrs. Rock um, heard that we had a black and white TV. And she was like, oh, I cannot believe that you have. I'm buying you a color TV. And we were like, we won the lottery it was the greatest thing ever to have a color tv what a generous lady she was she bought our wedding dresses too both mine and your aunt's that's that's wild she was a very generous lady yeah we should sometime talk about her i wrote a story about her actually yeah we could talk about that um had anything happened at a family wedding that you'll never forget um, yes, uh, your Aunt Gina's wedding, a couple of things. One was your father was a videographer and half of the wedding he shot sideways and didn't realize it. Oh my God. <laughs> and, That's so something to have And do. then everyone got really drunk, um, at the reception and your cousin, cousin Jeff, not your uncle Jeff, your cousin Jeff, who's now in, um, Colorado, um, he decided that we had to what did we do to her car I, I it wasn't just tp'ing her car but we like i don't know we did something else really really extra to the car and it was we laughed our butts off while we did that and it just it was whatever it was it really destroyed the car and we got in a lot of trouble for it <laughs> <laughs> i clearly have blanked out i remember the toilet paper but i know there was something else that that just destroyed the car beyond yeah. recognition yeah yeah it was pretty bad um, who has been your greatest coach in life? Um, I would have to say your grandfather, my my dad, mm-hmm. because he is um, very good with finances. And so he's given me a lot of advice over the years on that. But he's also a very kind person, like unconditionally kind. And that has influenced me. I just remember it seemed like every Christmas he would find some random person, like either it was a homeless person or somebody else that he would help. He was the treasurer also of a place called Degage Ministries, which was a homeless shelter. And he would have all, the entire family would go there and help um, serve burgers to the homeless people. So he was a big influence on me. Yeah, as he should be. He was a very, he's a very good man yeah. and continues to be. 
Um, when you were a teenager, what did you do? Where, where did you go to for advice? And was it good advice? Um, well, I definitely go to my parents. I, I don't think I ever went to like teachers or anybody else, but it wasn't always good advice. Sorry, mom and dad, <laughs> but because I have very strong views and I think they were a little more progressive than what their, um, uh, like point of view was yes what I mean it, I grew up in a very strict Christian household and I think my views were a little different from that and I would challenge them on a lot of things so I would go to them for advice but I didn't always agree with what they told me <laughs> yeah very similar to you and me <laughs> yes yes what was your favorite movie and your favorite book when you were my age uh, favorite movie still is Room of the View. I think I have that entire film memorized. I must have watched it oh, probably a hundred times. I used to watch it at least once a week. Like I've never done that with any other film. I don't know what my problem Sometimes was. you just lock on to a film and that's the film that you watch. Completely obsessed. I don't completely. think I've seen that. I think I need to see what? that. Oh my God. <laughs> I think we did. Actually, we were like on a vacation and it was on TV and I started quoting and you were like, I can't watch this with you. And that was it. <laughs> like five minutes. <laughs> so we should try it again. But favorite book. I didn't answer that. Yeah, um, favorite book. Well, I mean, I have so many, so many books that I love. Um, Is there any that stick out? Growing up, I was obsessed with the Anne of Green Gables, Lucy Maud Montgomery, anything by Lucy Maud Montgomery, I was obsessed with. Like, I wanted to be Anne of Green Gables so much that I would push my nose up all of the time because I wanted to have a little curved nose, just like Anne. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I know. I was. I, I still am ridiculous. Um, tell me a story about a family memory you have. Um, when I was. T- my mother won from Sears, I think it was, um, tickets to the closing ceremonies of the Olympics in Los Angeles. And so we decided to take, I think it was a six-week trip, camping trip, out west. And we, like almost every day, we would go someplace else. And so that was a huge family moment, to spend six weeks with nobody but your family nonstop and every day moving somewhere else. It was a great time, though. Great time. That's good. How were the Olympics? Uh, well, I didn't get to go. It was just my just grandma. My, yeah, my mom and dad. Uh, we were in Bellflower with cousins, and we could hear the fireworks going on. And but we were watching it on TV, and I was like, "This sucks." <laughs> <laughs> grandma, grandma, mom, and dad get to go see it, <laughs> and here we are stuck in these old people's house. Ridiculous. What was one of your favorite stories of a relative? That would. Ugh. What was one of your favorite stories a relative would tell you? Um, well, my grandmother had, oh my gosh, I'm not going to say the right number, but several sisters and I think one brother and, um, they grew up in the twenties and they were like flappers and they were all very strong women. And I just, I have this memory of a story they told me about how they would bring guys into the house, but it was a very Christian household. So they would like sneak them upstairs. Very 20s. Yes. And I just like, someday I like want to make a book or a movie about these women who grew up and, and several of them, a couple of them never married. And they're just really interesting personalities. They sound inspiring. 
They were, I mean, you come from a long line of ridiculously strong-minded women. Mm-hmm. I could, I mean, I could tell you, I do all the genealogy, so I could tell you all sorts of stories. <laughs> I could tell you all oh, sorts of stories. stories. about women who left their husbands and came to America from the Netherlands and why they did and yeah. all that. How are you different from your mother? Um, how are you the same? How are you different and how are you the same? Well, I think I have a lot of the same mannerisms like I think your father always is like you look just like your mother and I go shut up (laughs) (laughs) um so you can't help it sorry Zoe you can't help it you it's in your genes you end up having some of the same mannerisms but I know because people will be come up and tell me like when you visited my house in Manchester my housemates were like your mom and you are very very similar they were like (laughs) you talk the same and I was like I know you don't need to remind me I know and that's why we clash I think because we're so similar yeah Um, I mean we're obviously also very different too but yeah people typically see the similarities first but I don't even remember what the question was anymore it was how are you different from your mother oh um I just I we have very different viewpoints on life and relationships and religion and politics and uh, pretty much everything. We have very different viewpoints on, but we get along great. You figure it out. Yeah. You agree to disagree. Yep. Um, what are your best memories of holidays or family gatherings as a child? Um, family gatherings. Well, typically when all of the family is together, we're very, at least the, the Phoebus family is is very loud Mm. and um we often talk over each other and talk a lot and so usually it starts like at a normal level but then as the dinner goes on it gets louder and louder and louder until it's like we're almost shouting at each other and anyone who hasn't been with our family before is like what the fuck is happening right now like everybody's like can't we just be quiet and civil and talk and it's like (laughs) just screaming over everything and we're like what this is normal like, don't you all talk over each other? Like, come on. Like, you you have you have conversations while talking at, at each other at the same time. Like, yeah. this is normal. Yeah, exactly. What's the best thing that your grandmother ever cooked? And what about your parents? Um, my grandmother never cooked. I mean, I had a grandmother on, you know, my father's side who is out in Minnesota who we saw once a year. So, like, I don't even remember whatever she, she might have cooked. Um, but... Yeah, my my other grandmother lived in a retirement home for forever, so she didn't really have a need to cook. But my mother, I mean, she taught me the love and the joy of cooking. And I think the best thing that anyone who grew up coming to our house would remember is her chocolate chip cookies. Mm. They were pretty amazing. A good classic. Yes, exactly. If you could know anything about our family history or about a relative who passed away, what would you want to know? Um, boy, I mean, like I said, I have so much of the genealogy stuff. I would just like to know more of the personal stories. I mean, we've we've got quite a few that we've gathered from from relatives between you know myself and your your great aunt Linda have collected a lot of stories even on video and on um, tape and in writing. But they're so valuable, those those personal stories. I just would like more of them. Yeah, you just want more insight into these people's lives. Yeah, exactly. Not just the births, deaths, anniversaries. Yeah, because, like, who cares about that? That's not as yeah. important. I want to know the dirt. I want to know the details. Yeah. What was it like raising three kids? 
Um, well, I had three kids within about five years. Yeah, and which is a I, very short time. I sit there and I think about that now, and I'm like, dang, no wonder I was tired all the time. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I had you at 29, so I was, you know, felt like I was on a ticking time clock as far as... yeah. Um, getting it done, get it done. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think we had a blast. I just, you know, I was in theater and I was very active in theater when I started, when I had you, I made the conscious choice to spend, you know, all of my focus on, you know, work and you guys, because you all grow up so fast and then you don't need me anymore. And then Mm -hmm. I always knew theater would be there no matter what age. And I could go back to that, but your childhoods would never come back to me. So yeah. that was top priority. And I, I will never regret that. Yeah. It's a good choice. Made we a fun. good choice. We had fun. We did. What is something from your past you still regret? Um, I, I don't necessarily have regrets because I feel like even things that you felt went wrong in your life in retrospect, as you get older and you look back on them, you realize that those things shaped you as who you are today. So although it felt horrible and wrong back then, if it hadn't happened, would you be the person you are today? It's a learning experience. Yeah, it's a learning experience. So I I really don't have regrets, honestly. At least none that I can think of right now. And that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. You don't have to have regrets. There's no requirement to have regrets in life. If you could give your younger self some advice, what would it be? Um, sorry again, mom and dad, if you ever listen to this, but I would get away from Grand Rapids sooner. <laughs> <laughs> it was I led such a small town, sheltered life um, that I knew I had to get out. And I mean, I grew up from preschool through 12th grade with most of the same kids and you know they peg you they say this is who you are and this is how you're going to be and I evolved as a human from preschool through 12th grade as most people do and I wasn't allowed to because they had said this is who you are I think that's part of the reason why I went into theater is because I knew I could be somebody else and, that and was theater the only... allows you to theater allowed me to do that yeah what was the most unexpected compliment you ever received <laughs> this is one that I'm like you're like do I say this um the most unexpected compliment was somebody saying that they jerk off to me <laughs> <laughs> I was like okay that's really nice it's um, like thanks I guess yeah <laughs> uncomfortable yeah it's like why did you feel the need to tell me that exactly like can you keep that to yourself but it's still quite a compliment so yeah yeah i'm 50 years old so if somebody says it to me it's like hey i still got it (laughs) (laughs) if you could change one thing about the way you were raised what would it be (sighs) um i would have liked to have been raised in a more multicultural environment and more appreciation of other cultures I'm I'm super glad that um, I mean somehow deep inside me I I knew that that wasn't the way life was supposed to be because I wanted to go to England and I wanted to get out of Grand Rapids to go to a public college so that I could experience other cultures. Um, it's just there wasn't a lot of opportunity for me growing up, so for that. Understandable. It's the same reason I wanted to go to England. Yeah. So. Well, and I kind of pushed you that way because I. Obviously, I feel it's important. I mean, we live in a small town here, so 
um, there's a little bit more culture than from where I grew up, but it's very different to escape from America and realize how different it is in other yeah. countries. Because you really can't realize it until you're actually living in that country and you, you get used to the customs and the way that it's different there. And, like, just the general, like, the way that culture shock kind of settles into you. Because, like, when you go there for, like, a trip, it's like, it's like wow, this whirlwind of culture, whatever. But then you go back home and everything is the same again. But when you're living there for a while, you really get to immerse yourself in the culture. You get to understand the ins and outs of it and, like, the people and the way that they live their lives and how different it is from the way that you live your life back in the States. Yeah, and you can make choices in your life and be like, hey, I don't have to live this particular way there are other options yeah if you could change one thing about the way you raised me what would it be oh uh, well i wish that i could have spent more quality time with you guys than having to work all the time but i mean i had to i had to pay i had to pay the bills we yeah. had to pay the bills so i did the best that i could um working from home and taking care of three kids was a always a chaotic thing but um when i did take breaks I really really tried to focus 100% on you guys and we would have like you know egg breaking competitions where we'd drop the eggs from yep. the attic window and stuff that was fun science we would do science experiments science and, and we had remember when you didn't get into that one stupid group and we de- I decided that we were going to have our own culture group yeah and so then we started going down to the art museum like we just I have you guys skip school and we would just go downtown and go to a museum or something mm-hmm. and be like it's culture but I also called culture watching Monty Python and Lucille Ball and stuff like that was culture, culture. was objective yeah it totally was tell me about an event in your life that changed you oh definitely going to england um studying theater over in england was huge as as one person put it you didn't talk at all before you went to england and now that you've come back you just don't shut up (laughs) (laughs) i think i found my independence i mean i traveled i was 19 and i traveled through europe by myself a lot of the time and i mean obviously you become pretty independent when you realize Mm -hmm. you know you're the only person you can rely on so yeah it was definitely a life changer for me understandable very very relatable as i am living the exact same thing currently yes you are um what do you have the most trouble accepting um the most well currently i think the, i have the most trouble accepting letting my children uh, make decisions even when i can see that it's not the best decision for them because i'm older and i have foresight but they can't see that mm-hmm. and uh, letting go and realizing that they have to go on their own journey and they may make mistakes but really as long as they know they have a safe harbor with you and can always rely on you for whatever that's what's most important. Don't make decisions for them. Don't force them into a certain path because, um, I mean, you guys finding your own path will have you grow in exponential ways that I couldn't do if I tried to force you down a certain path. Yeah, definitely. Um, what's something your friends know about you that I don't? Jeez. Oh, um... No, that's a hard one. Um, I'm pretty much an open book with you kids. I don't think there is anything. I I can't think of anything that I mean. 
if the, if there was something, I just can't think of anything that I would share with my friends that I wouldn't share with you guys. Because like, yeah. I share everything with you guys. Yeah. So why would I share something with my friends and not, and not with you not guys? Us. I mean, we we probably have a more open dialogue with each other than a lot of parents do. I think people. I think you've even said like somebody said to you like you're more of, your mom's more of like a or you said it to me you're more of a friend than you are of a mom why are you like that you're not even like a mom yeah <laughs> I think I do remember saying that but I just think it's important for again it's that safe harbor thing I want you to have somebody that you feel safe going to and not be like I can't talk to my mom about that yeah yeah it's a good reason what's the thing that worries you the most um you kids dying before me yeah yeah I mean honestly or or even just being in pain or suffering of any sort like you never want to see your kids suffer obviously not die that's you know the biggest fear and that's also you know that acceptance of trying of letting go is you know you can't you can't hold on to them forever mm-hmm. as long as you try doesn't work yep. you're gonna have to let go what's one day that you'll never forget one day one day well, I'll never forget the day you were born. Aww. <laughs> Aww's from the audience. Aww. <laughs> you were my first. You were my first child. And I would I would go on, um, I was massive with you. And I would go on walks and I would talk to you in my stomach all the time. And I'd be like, and you're going to be a girl and you're going to have red hair. And when you were born with red hair, I was like, holy shit, I manifested that. (laughs) Manifestation (laughs) works. You heard it here, folks. First, folks. Manifestation does work. It does. does. I mean, it took you long enough. I think I I was in labor for like three days. It was so bad that they were going to like give me drugs to fall asleep because... It was it was bad, and Too I much pushed. Pain. I pushed for four hours, and in uh, a lot of crazy, crazy positions because I had a midwife. I didn't believe mm-hmm. in doctors. I wanted a midwife, and we were at a hospital. But um, yeah, I pushed for four hours, and it wasn't until the doctor poked his head in and said, "If she doesn't have that baby within twenty minutes, we're doing a C-section." And I was like, "I'm getting this fucker out. <laughs> I'm doing it." <laughs> And I pushed and, yeah, finally you came out with a little cone head because you've been stuck in the canal for so long. Thankfully, I do not have a cone head anymore. <laughs> Please do not call me a cone head. Thank you very much. And then, you know, the the nurses didn't like that I, I had you in my arms sleeping in the bed with me, in the hospital bed, because I was like, sorry, she's my baby. And she's sleeping in the bed with me. And you, did, and you slept in the bed with us until you were probably two years old, honestly. Yeah, it was comfy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, is there anything you want to promote about yourself? Anything that you've got going on that you think people should know about? No, I mean, I'm an oldie. I don't. I like. You're not I'm, old until I, you're sixty-two. Uh, sixty-two, really? Yes, I've told you this before. Sixty-two is the Why age. Sixty-two. Sixty-two is just the age that you become old. That's that's the rule. Huh. I don't make the rules. Interesting. Never I just live by them. I, I told this to Mrs. Tebow. Mrs. Tebow is one of my old piano teachers and like one of my old theater coaches. Um, I told it to Mrs. Tebow. And Mrs. Tebow was like, "That well, I'm certainly old then." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. What was the question? <laughs> I'm old. I can't even remember what you said two seconds ago. Is there anything you want to promote about yourself? Anything yeah, you got going no. on? There's nothing there's I mean, nothing that anybody on your podcast cares about. I mean I'm just I mean I'm in shows, but they're local, so it's no big deal. I don't do like social media mm-hmm. or YouTube or anything. I mean, I, I'm a president of a company and so yes, you can find me on the internet, but you don't need to. It's very boring. Unless you like SEO and <laughs> you know, brand work and marketing. unless that's your jive then you can learn a lot from me yeah otherwise yeah no anyways thank you for listening to this episode you can check out more about the podcast on instagram at and other ramblings pod go check it out and post regular updates on there every once in a while just to let you know what's going on on the podcast um but i hope you listen to the next episode and i love you bye